This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 290, for the week of Wednesday, the 13th of September, 2017. I'm Ben. And I'm Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Luke Crate and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we discuss our top 10 most wanted figures. Well, hello, sir. Hello, Ben. How are we doing? I'm well, I'm well. What have you been up to, man? I've been really boring. Um, it's just sometimes we have the... This is the problem about a weekly podcast, is that uh, sometimes you have weeks where you just work and you don't do too yeah. much. Probably the most exciting thing that uh, I did was me and the missus tried to sneak into the Lego Discovery Centre uh, oh, yes. that's here in Victoria, but unfortunately... Um, as has been well documented, uh, at least here in my area anyway, you actually can't get in without a child. Uh, it is <laughs> part of the rules, which um, we did not have with us on the time. We figured we might be able to go around the shopping centre and find a stressed-out-looking mother or father <laughs> that might <laughs> let us take theirs off a hand, but then uh, the police might also get involved if we were <laughs> asking that. So, uh, luckily, they um, turns out you're actually able to go into the Lego shop. They're not going to stop you spending money uh, there, which was quite cool, because it's uh, basically one of these Lego shops that you hear about in the States and UK and that all the time, but uh, here in Oz. So there was a bunch of sort of cool funky lego sets and build your own oh. mini fig and sets oh, cool. that yeah really hadn't seen before anywhere else so i'm not a big lego guy but if you are around uh, chadston shopping center here in mm. victoria it's it's worth a little sort of pop in and look yeah very nice there's got to be money to be made there in renting out your nine-year-old yeah so, you know, <laughs> sit out and it's like okay go with these nice people for you know the next 40 minutes and we'll go halves or something like that yeah so. <laughs> and what about yourself <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, I have to confess much the same. Uh, wow. Um, it's a period of the year for for me where um, 90% of my family has birthdays within about a six-week period. <laughs> so, um, you know, it starts with Mrs. Shake uh, and then rapidly follows with my oldest. And then two weeks later, it's um, my twins, uh, the younger, they're the younger. And then... Um, uh, my father-in-law, mother-in-law, and then my mother, and throw in their Father's Day, um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty busy time. So I just feel like every weekend it's <laughs> it's cake of some description and yeah. some kind of celebration, and yeah, I'm kind of over it to be honest. Yeah. So so yeah, quiet period now leading up. Uh, I actually remembered last year that uh, post Halloween uh, I got a I got a little motivated and I jumped on eBay and and bought a crapload of really cheap um halloween uh decorations and by cheap i don't mean you know they're poorly made i mean they actually were on sale because halloween was over so i thought ah, i should really start digging that stuff out now and so i don't have to do it at the last minute so i was uh, on the weekend i was digging out giant spiders and, and things like that so gonna get into the spirit of it this year oh nice yeah yeah i don't uh, i don't feel the need to dress up but uh you know frightening you know young children is always good value yeah 
I always thought it would be, because for those listening in the US that might be um, a little confused, Halloween's kind of an emerging holiday here. It uh, wasn't a thing for many years, and then probably the last 10 to 5 years it started becoming more and more of an actual um, the Halloween you would recognize in the US. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I always thought it would be a cool idea to have, you know, like a app here in Australia that you could lodge as I'm a house that's participating in Halloween. And then, you know, as a parent, you could log on and it would sort of bring up, okay, these houses in the neighborhood are actually giving yeah. out candy and you can go around rather than sort of play potluck with uh, yeah. the ones through. So it's kind of... Uh, I think the established rule is here now is if you have Halloween stuff in your front yard, it's expected yeah. you'll be giving out game. candy. Yeah. yeah. We used to have a, a very conscientious parent in our neighbourhood who got into the spirit every year and um, she'd put an envelope with a little note and with the note was a, a black balloon. Uh, and it would say, hey, you know, if, if you want to do Halloween trick-or-treating with your kids, um, meet us here at this time. Um, and if you actually want to be someone who is, you know, trick or treated, then blow up this balloon and attach it to your mailbox. And I thought that was a, a fairly, um, yeah, fairly sort of clever way of doing it. But I think the, the biggest downside for us in here in Australia is, um, uh, daylight savings. So <laughs> when, when most people are trick or treating, um, you know, it's the time of year in Australia where it's still broad daylight until 9 p.m. and it's 35 degrees Celsius. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it kind of loses its sting a bit. Yeah. And also spring, there's all fresh budding flowers and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't... Hay fever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Run. And what about uh, purchases? You made any this week? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, did I? Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, that sounded like the yes of someone checking the room to see if his wife was <laughs> in here. <laughs> I... You know, I managed to get my hands on a Mezco 112 Collective Punisher and um, Eng, uh, John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, and Scotty uh, have been very kind in waiting for me to get mine. Uh, they've had theirs for about five months and it has to be uh, probably the most arduous journey uh, any action figure has ever had. To, to find its way into my hands it's been um quite the, the days of our lives saga so i'll um yeah i'll save that one for when we finally get around to reviewing it oh very nice yeah what about you uh fairly quiet week for the most part but i did uh purchase uh, or pre-ordered this morning uh the toy biz marvel legends wave uh, ah, which yes. i'm at a bit of a quandary about because while <laughs> i have every figure in some form uh, that's being released. I am generally a package ripper, and there are some things like <laughs> Cap throwing the shield and Wolverine yep. maskless and bits and bob like that. But uh, this is kind of the packaging that I grew up on, so yeah. I am kind of tempted with these ones to keep in package. So I, I'm, this might be a wave I'm tempted to go back for a second dip and <laughs> get <laughs> two lots of. It's how they get you, man, um, right in the nostalgic, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I was sort of sacrilegious and did cut open my 40th anniversary Star Wars figures. Yeah. Uh, which, as far as I know, not too many people that I sort of speak to uh, have done with those ones. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're very nice. They're very nice. I was actually thinking much the same thing that, you know, they just look so much fun that uh, opening them really, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm the same with the, the Star Wars because, you know, I, I grew up, I was actually, you know, young enough to get the original Star Wars figures when they came out. And so I've got, you know, a lot of nostalgia for those cards. And I actually still have the cards to all my Star Wars figures. Um, you know, many of them have the uh, proof of purchase cut out and, and things like that. But, you know, they, they really sort of hit that um, little kid in you, I think. Mm, well, I was kind of weird with the Star Wars ones because my nostalgia for them actually came from just a couple of years ago when the three and three quarter were yeah. on the vintage cards. And oh, yes. I mm. that sort of wave got me back into Star Wars collecting after being absent uh, since about Attack of the Clones. Uh, so that was what kind of drew me back in when I saw how articulated the figures were and what they were doing there. So it kind of, it was sort of retro, retro that got me back in on them. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. They're doing some very clever things. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hasbro are, are really, um, you know, thinking outside the box and yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, look, in the meantime, we, uh, we're going to do a little bit of articulated news and we'll be back right after this. More Hasbro talk too. <laughs> There's someone right. needs to sponsor us. Yeah. yeah bloody I tried unsuccessfully to get Pepsi Max. <laughs> All right. In five, four, three... Well, before we get to our main features, uh, we start each episode with a bit of news, and Articulated News is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. Now, we're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And, uh, Eddie, a couple of uh, interesting cons in the last week or so. Yeah, so the first con uh, that I'm going to talk about is uh, PowerCon, which is the He-Man convention. And this one was kind of a bit heartbreaking for me because I used to be very well up on my He-Man knowledge and news. And to be honest, I didn't even realize this con was happening. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's gotten to that point um and I really didn't see that much news about it. The only thing mm. that did really pop up uh, is these reveals from Super 7, who now have the figure license for yeah. Uh, yeah. Masters. And so th- this was where I did kind of drop off. Once, uh, once I was kind of looking at the figures that were being made, they were either really obscure characters or uh, sort of the filmation uh, designs, uh, mm. which were kind of neat, and I might have continued with if they were at Maddie Collector at kind of that price, which was always kind of just nearing the edge, Uh, whereas now that it's being done by a smaller company, and I'm not blaming them, they are a smaller company and probably working as best as they can to keep the price down, uh, it's just getting to be too high of a point for uh, some of these really obscure characters like Granita the rock woman uh who appeared in like one shearer cartoon uh <laughs> type one so uh, i might try for some of these on the secondary market there's a the character here called dial mug uh who i do quite like who appeared in a couple of shearer episodes and he's kind of yeah. a unique sort of one of those swap uh the parts of the facebook kind of yeah. characters uh who was an original design back in the day uh, he was meant to be a figure, and so it, it would be cool to pick some of these up. But yeah, for the most part, it, it actually kind of depressed me how they slipped under the radar a little bit. 
Yeah, you have to wonder if Super 7, for all, you know, their, their I guess, you know, intent and purpose to um, keep this going, have just come in so late in the game that um, they're, they're really scraping the, the bottom of the barrel. I mean, obviously, they are trying to think outside the box and they're, um, you know, doing figures with that vintage feel and they're taking the opportunity to re-release um, you know, existing figures, but uh, gosh, you know, yeah. I, I, you have to wonder how many, you know, great ideas they're actually sitting on. Yeah, and in fairness, this I actually think is probably their um, best piece, but I'm not a vintage collector, is they are doing new style vintage figures of figures that were meant to come out like uh, Hero and Elder, uh, mm. which is kind of cool if you're a vintage collector, but if you kind of don't have a complete vintage collector, these guys probably aren't going to stand out to you too yeah. much and you probably already own the Motu version so yeah, yeah um, look I'm still bitter over Thundercats so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway alright well moving on and uh, yeah Hasbro uh, decided to put on uh, Hascon and uh, with a focus on Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black among other things and uh, anything catch your eye uh, so I did like uh, some of the Star Wars Black now I actually messaged you at one point because i thought they were going to do a hover tank in the black series scale and it turned out to be a three and three quarter uh inch scale which uh makes much more sense to me because i was thinking oh it's a bit of a weird to do the large movie vehicle the year after that movie has come out like you're yeah. not really hitting uh the market but uh go on there and it's uh cool to see that snoke will be getting a single uh, figure yes. review, yes. Uh, rather than trying to track down that GameStop uh, one with the throne. Yeah, and, and based on the price and you know all the shipping that's involved, etc., you, you can't sort of stop and go, yeah, yeah, it's an awful lot to pay for a throne. And uh, you know, look, I guess if you've got a, a friend or a relative that can wander past and pick one up and get it in the mail cheap, yeah, maybe. But wow, it's uh, yeah, I think I'll just go for the single carded. Be happy. Yeah. Uh, now, Marvel Legends, though, uh, lots of people were happy to see a tiger-striped Wolverine uh, reveal and a little bittersweet because we, as we record this, uh, Wolverine's creator, Len Wein, just passed away yeah. uh, yesterday. So, um, but it's, it's nice to see a little bit of his legacy uh, still getting uh, a lot of love out there in the yeah. right at the same time. Yeah. And, of course, there was that leaked list that suddenly started circulating in the last day or so that uh, mentions a, a first-appearance Wolverine. Mm. So, you know, that'll actually be a, a, a nice uh, effort. But I, I think for me, you know, look, I, I'm uh, I'm in sort of in two minds with Marvel Legends reveals now. I used to get really excited for all the big cons where they gave us, uh, uh, you know, these sneak peeks and reveals and all that sort of thing. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of redos now, and, and, you know, look, I'll confess that most of the redos are actually better than some of the Toy Biz ones, uh, Toy Biz figures that we got, but, you know, I'm actually much more supportive of new characters uh, over, you know, redos, so I was actually really excited to um, to see, well, uh, I guess Pal Paladin, or yep. Paladin, Paladin, um, admittedly in a, a unupdated costume, not the original kind of amazing Spidey costume, but he looks good, but uh, also King Cobra. Mm. And so, hooray. they did show a uh, picture of the whole uh, Serpent Society there. Mm. So it looks like the plan is to get as many of them out over the coming years as possible, which is good. 
Yeah, that's actually amazing. Uh, I mean, there's some, you know, you look at the Serpent Society and they've got a, a pretty broad, um, you know, membership. And, and obviously some of them are, are more popular than others. Obviously you've got, uh, like Diamondback, you know, Captain America's former flame and, and she should get a look in and King Cobra turns up on his own quite often. But just the idea of actually being able to get a Marvel Legends Bushmaster. Um, you know, is is amazing, and I'm, I'm really interested to see if they they do actually pull off those figures, and and we get a Bushmaster who, if uh, you're not familiar, he um, he's sort of human from the the waist up, but then he's got this enormously long tail. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see yeah. what they can do there. Uh, I did think it was interesting to watch. Um, sort of, you hinted at it before, but uh, fan reaction as well to some of these things as it was coming in. And it did, uh, I did notice this with Marvel, but also with Transformers, uh, both of which had very big leaks recently about what was coming. So Marvel, there was a list a few months ago uh, that kind of had every figure over the next year listed that's proving to be very accurate. And Transformers (laughs) even had worse, where they had literal PowerPoint presentations of the images of oh, the wow. figures that were uh, coming over the next year. So uh, I did notice a lot of fans being like, oh, well, yeah, nothing really new here. Like, oh, yeah, we can't, we knew about Black Widow and the Cycle and the Dinobots. Yeah, and yeah. We knew this. And it is kind of that double-edged sword of these leaks when they come out is that it can be exciting and it's a lot of info at once and um, a lot of chatter. But then when we finally start to see the stuff coming out, it does sort of give us that like, oh, well, we kind of knew this uh, <laughs> next thing so uh, it is yeah. is partly our, our fault sometimes when it's like oh yep this is stuff Absolutely. we knew was coming and look if those new marvel legends lists are, are even close you know we won't be seeing those figures for at least another 12 months and um you know so yeah it, it does get a bit like that when you kind of know what you're, you're getting you know, way in advance um, you know, because I, I start to do that thing where I do the, yeah, am I really going to get that whole wave? I'm really not interested in, you know, build a figure X. And so if I don't get the build a figure, I, you know, I can probably just do with getting those two figures. So I've already kind of, you know, acknowledged my, my spending way in advance of them even being officially announced. So. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else come out of Hascon that was, uh, that caught your interest? You're not interested in a, uh, 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 oh gosh, I was actually, um, I completely forgot about the, the Psylocke. That was actually one of the redos that I was quite impressed with. Mm. So I'm, I'm not going to go off on my redo rant when it comes to getting a new Psylocke because, um, this one actually looks pretty darn good. She even looks Asian and yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm happy to, I didn't get that San Diego set back. Yeah. The X-Force one. So I'm, uh, happy to get a Hasbro version of her. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well. We are going to come back after this break and we are going to talk about the top 10 wanted figures. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, 
be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, welcome to our discussion topic for this episode. We are talking top 10 wanted figures. And uh, regardless of whether you read all the comics, see all the movies, or just collect toys in general, if you've been doing any of that for some time, then uh, more than likely you have significantly invested in uh, particular lines of action figures. And uh, as we all know, that gives you uh, the right to become a self-entitled fanboy and you get to wield the uh, the hammer of judgment and demand certain figures from our favourite companies. So we haven't done one of these for quite some time. I think we've uh, seen it on the AFB forum every now and then. But uh, thinking back on the podcast, I, I even can't, I actually can't even remember when we last did a top 10. So in keeping with uh, this episode's discussion of Hasbro, uh, Eddie and I have decided to throw out our top 10 most wanted for both the Star Wars Black action figure line and, of course, the Marvel Legends. So, uh, Mr. Eddie, who do you want to start with first, Star Wars or Marvel Legends? Let's do Marvel. Marvel. All right. Excellent. And uh, and I think, like me, you were pretty much there at Day Dot, weren't you, for Marvel Legends? Uh, yeah, I remember uh, the, well, uh, you had the X-Men movie line, I think was the first time I really noticed that they'd hit that six inch, yeah. um, and you started to see the articulation there, and then that sort of went over into Spider-Man classics, and uh, I remember being extremely excited the day I saw the cover of a Toy Fair magazine that had oh, the first yes. wave uh, <laughs> on it. Now, I have sort of talked about this before, but I was never able to really read much Toy Fair magazine in those days because that was crazy expensive here. It was like yes. $20 in 2001, <laughs> and it was sealed in plastic, so I couldn't even flip through the pages yep. in uh, <laughs> the newsagents. Um, <laughs> so I was pretty much relying on the covers for my <laughs> action figure news back then, and I, I must have drooled over that cover so... So I I should actually try and track down that issue on eBay um, <laughs> just to finally read it and uh, live that one through. But uh, I, particularly, I was a massive Cap fan. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, it was it's one of my most read comics over the years. And um, seeing that sort of articulated Cap, I was excited because back then it was very hard. Uh, some of you younger listeners might not understand, but it used to be very hard to track down a Captain America action figure. Yes. Uh, so the idea of having one that sort of detailed and articulated was just mind-blowing uh, yeah, for me. Yeah. yeah, it was heaven. Oh, I love that that. Uh, first wave of figures i thought that iron man even today i'm still a huge fan of that iron man because it really yeah. feels like a, a guy in a suit a guy well, in a suit of armor so yeah and not seeing reviews or anything like that in advance when i opened him up and that helmet came off and there was the yes. tiny star kind of that was ah <laughs> oh, they were yeah. the good days oh yes all right well eddie and i have deliberately kept our lists uh separate from each other uh, so as not to sort of influence each other. But what I thought we might do, mate, is, um, you know, I might get you to throw out your first one, and uh, if that character is on my list, um, I'll, uh, I'll say so, and, uh, you know, we can have a quick chat about why we like them, and, uh, yeah, and then we'll do a, a swap, and, and I'll go first with the Star Wars. How does that sound? Easy done. I, and I should mention, with my list, even though it is a top ten, it's not really a top ten of 
<laughs> in any order of what I want. These are just out of yes. 10. These are figures that I want, but their actual placement will change on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the one uh, that I have here first is Bug from the Microverse uh, in Marvel, and he's also a Guardian of the Galaxy. Yes. Uh, I have to confess, I also had Bug on my list. Uh, yes, I, I, I did actually say Micronauts. Um, and, you know, look, I, I don't want to cheat and actually say whole groups. So if I have to pick one of the Micronauts, I, I will take Bug. But, you know, I'd certainly love a um, – well, I want the whole team, really. Marionette, Ran, Biotron, the whole gang. But, yeah, Bug, very very visually striking character, I think, would be fantastic. Yeah, and here's one I'd take either way. Like, if it's in his sort of green cricket outfit, yeah, um, yeah. that's fantastic. Like, I actually don't know him from Micronauts, but around 98, he had, like, a one-shot comic issue that yeah. was very out there and strange, and uh, it was just a fantastic one I picked up on a summer holiday uh, yeah. one day and just really fell in love in the sort of wackiness of the character and uh, years later reading um, Keith Githen's Star-Lord run uh, yes. where he was sort of part of that uh, covert team that went on to be the Guardians of the Galaxy and that uh, Abnett and uh, Landing run. So even him in that sort of World War One blue outfit uniform, uh, yeah, I'd be happy yeah. with as well either way. Just I'd, I'd like a bug. Yeah, and he's hoping that if uh, that, that sort of um, unofficial release that's getting around that lists a new Nightcrawler, um, I'm hoping the buck they use for Nightcrawler could be adapted sort of reasonably uh, easily for that. But then again, the Micronauts don't get a, a huge look in at Marvel these days, and, and that seems to drive a lot of the choices. But um, yeah. Yes, very good. All right, moving on. Uh, your second choice. Uh, my second choice is... T-Ray, and I'm just going <laughs> to pause here and wait for the applause and cheers of all the mini fans out there. Uh, now, <laughs> not crickets. Yep, <laughs> we we just did bug. He was before. Um, now, if you know T-Ray, well done. You are in my pantheon of favourite people, uh, <laughs> but chances are you don't. Now, for those who don't know. T-Ray is basically the Sabretooth to Deadpool, or, or at least he was back in the 90s during one of the greatest comic runs of all time, and the reason why <laughs> Deadpool is my character, uh, the fantastic Joe Kelly run, which is uh, highly worth a read. And I won't spoil it with you, but there's uh, sort of a bit of back and forth over whether... Uh, Deadpool is Wade Wilson or T-Ray is Wade Wilson. So oh, cool. uh, he is definitely an interesting character and a huge part of the Deadpool mythos. So I definitely uh, want this guy and was devastated when it was revealed that he wasn't the builder figure uh, in this upcoming Deadpool Ray yes, uh, wave. Yes. So, uh, oh, I, was, <laughs> I was feeling bad for you because I knew you had your heart. Um, you know, set on that when they, uh, didn't they say, it would, wasn't there some hint like muscle man in pants? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just... <laughs> so close. All right. <laughs> well, I, I didn't have uh, T-Ray on my list. Uh, and, and I'll say now that, uh, you know, as a universe builder, I'll, I'll take any new character. Um, you know, I really love building the Marvel universe. So um, I'm, I'm not offended by the idea of a T-Ray. Um, but, uh, yeah, the next one I had on my list, who was actually top of my list, uh, and that is Jack of Hearts. Oh, um, good choice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I do enjoy the Marvel Cosmic Universe, and uh, I, I've always just loved that costume. I imagine it's a nightmare to draw. And as someone who has dabbled in uh, customizing action figures, um, as much as he's one of my most wanted, uh, he's never actually made it onto my customizing table because I'm just way too lazy um, to try and replicate that costume. So, yes. Very uh, nice. Now, if anyone's a DC person out there and doesn't know much Marvel uh, but wants to know more about Jack of Hearts, I recommend Jeff Johns actually wrote an Avengers run uh, that went very heavily into Jack of Hearts, and I do mm. recommend mm. it if you can get your hands on it. It is a good read. So, yeah, that's that's a good choice. Yeah, excellent. All right, your okay. next one. My number three is Peter Parker. Uh, yeah. Now, we have gotten a lot of Marvel Legends Spider-Man figures, and we even recently got a Peter Parker head, uh, but I want sort of just a full plain, casual clothes, Peter Parker, uh, for my Spider-Man shelf. Uh, it's one of the huge things for me that defines uh, Peter in the great pantheon of heroes like Superman and Batman is that you really got to know his alter ego, and the alter ego was a personality onto itself. And uh, So I really do hope uh, one day we get a casual clothes, just straight up Peter, and then we also have a casual clothes buck that can be used for uh, uh, many yes. different things as well. So a practical reason there. Uh, plus nice. Mary Jane's running around with costume people at the moment. Yeah, good to right. mix that up. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I'd take a Peter Parker as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, the next one on uh, my list came pretty quickly after I uh, put down Jack of Hearts. I mean, I, you know, I'll probably come up with a completely different top ten tomorrow other than Jack of Hearts, but... Um, uh, yeah, this one came very quickly, and that's the Wendell Vaughn uh, Quasar. Ooh, so your top ten might become my top ten at the end of the night. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, haven't seen him around for a while. Um, I don't think he's uh, he's getting much love uh, for well, actually, for quite some time, especially since there's another Quasar getting around at the moment. Um, seems to be a bit of inconsistency at Marvel around uh, who's doing what in the, the cosmic universe. We had uh, Marta for a while until she disappeared, and uh, now we've got the new female Quasar, who's uh, apparently like an Amiga-level, you know, uh, superhero. So mm. I don't know what's going on there, but, um, yeah, I'd take a figure of hers too. Fair enough. All right, very good. Moving on. Uh, now, my next one is a newer character at uh, Marvel. I'd say that he's probably about 10 years old now. Uh, but Ezekiel Stain, who is the son of Obadiah Stain, that most people would probably know uh, Obadiah as being played by Jeff Bridges in the first Iron Man movie. Uh, Ezekiel is his son who sort of comes in and, uh, as with a lot of Iron Man villains, he basically replicates the Iron Man tech but rather than building a bigger better version of it he sort of makes these cheaper uh more affordable but disposable uh versions of the iron mm. man suits and uh corrupts a lot of sort of poorer countries and just really interesting character and a great iron man uh villain and he's been showing up a bit in black panther of recent yeah. as well so he's starting to move across the uh marvel scale there so uh more not particularly the design or anything uh, is reaching for the figure. Just really like the character as a villain. So uh, that's why he ended up here on my list. 
Cool, cool, very nice. Yeah, I I didn't have him on my list, uh, and my next one, um, you know, I, I really like to think through who I'd um, I'd like to see as a builder figure. Um, and of course, when we get you know announcements of builder figures that we've already had, like you know um, Man Thing and uh, Sasquatch, you know, it's a bit disappointing for me because uh, I'd like uh, you know I much prefer someone like this next guy, and that is the Super Adaptoid. Oh, so good he was, um, Yeah, he's a, a long-time Avengers villain. He's one of those, uh, um, I was going to say a, a robot, but um, yeah, he's basically a non-living organism who, yeah, he's a bit like a Mazo, I guess. He can yeah. sort of take on various uh, abilities and, and things like that. So, you know, he has a, a cat-type shield and um, that sort of thing. And uh, oddly enough, he adapts and... <laughs> Yeah, I just think visually, you know, there's an opportunity to use an oversized buck uh, there. And, yeah, he's kind of – he's a pretty groovy character. I, I like the fact that he's, he's got the chainmail, like Cap's costume, but he's got the Hawkeye-type mask. And, yeah, so – and I think he's also – he's been around for such a long time, and every time he makes an appearance, you know, he's changed slightly. So, you know, you could do some creative license and still, um, yeah, you know, in terms of reusing parts and still pull off a, a pretty good super adaptoid, I think. Mm. Uh, good choice. Particularly yeah. Hasbro uh, Accounting likes that one because the amount of reused parts they can <laughs> yeah. get away with. That's right. And, I mean, he changes size too, so, you know, you can sort of get away with that excuse too. Mm. Yeah. Okay, next one. Uh, my next one is one that I've wanted for a very long time, and that's more the reason why he ended up here more than being a great figure or high demand or even time relevant and that's the new x-men cyclops aka the grant morrison era where they were kind of copying the movies a little bit and wearing leather jackets and he had sort of this weird piped turtleneck look going on yes that's right yep yep and it's more just because we have that uh new x-men wolverine from the toy biz days and i just kind of Remembered having him and him always just looking a bit lonely on my shelf until the Zorn figure came out and gave a good base buck for this Cyclops figure. And then we never got the Cyclops, which would have just been an easy (laughs) head. So I was convinced myself it was coming and then then it never came. So I sort of still want it. Yeah, that's actually a pretty uh, interesting design. The thing that used to drive me mad about that particular design character is he had this jacket that never quite fit it's like you know it didn't come down far enough and you know even cover his belt and it's like you know you should just get your money back like you, <laughs> you bought one it's, it's way too small so but yes I, I do like the comment about the ribbed turtleneck that's uh, uh it's yeah quite um prominent in that run on a lot of characters uh, yeah, very nice. All right, well, I didn't have him on my list, but my next one also falls into uh, the Builder Figure category, uh, and that's Mr. Hyde. Oh, so. i I got to stop saying good choice at the end of your <laughs> one because I'm just going to say I need need a new one. But that <laughs> that's a fantastic decision to put him down. Yeah, he's one that um, – so Mr. Hyde is, uh, I guess, you know, Marvel's version of the, uh, you know, the famous character. Um, no real sort of connection. It's not like he's actually meant to be the Mr. Hyde. Uh, he's just a, a guy that turns into a, a, you know, big, ugly, strong, um, monstery looking dude. Yeah. Um, Somehow a, went out and got Victorian-era clothing. Yeah, <laughs> and right. at the same time, it's, it was like, I'm, I'm committing to this stick. This is – 
And, you know, that's the one reason I haven't actually attempted to, to do a custom of this guy is because he doesn't just wear a suit. It's, um, you know, he's got kind of almost like the ruffles and the, you know, the, the vest and stuff like that. Um, and plus he's huge. So, you know, I've often looked at some of these bigger guys that are wearing shirts and, you know, even the Solomon Grundy from DC Universe Classics and you're like, oh, could I, could I customize that? And, uh, it's just way too hard. And, but yeah, look, he's a, a long time. Well, I mean, he turns up everywhere. He turns up in Daredevil. He's an Avengers villain. He, um, uh, you know, one particular storyline where a bunch of villains, um, burst into Avengers Mansion. He ended up beating up, um, Jarvis quite badly and, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's been around a, a really long time and I just think it's a shame that, uh, you know, he's not getting, not getting the love that, uh, I'd like him to, I'd like him to get. So, but yeah, that was another sort of builder figure size one. I had a few that, uh, yeah, would qualify possibly as a builder figure. Mm. Well, uh, speaking of builder figures ones, my next one I think could fit into that category. And that's, I think you'd be a good reuse of that, uh, recent apocalypse that was revealed. And that's Ajax. Uh, oh, yes. So it's for a lot of you, that name might uh, sound familiar and no surprise, it's a Deadpool villain. Uh, and here's the one that Francis is based off in uh, the Deadpool movie. But in the Deadpool movie, they didn't put him in costume and he does have a very sort of apocalypse uh, looking costume uh, in the Deadpool run. So I'd, it's a very 90s, like a bit sort of uh, cyber heavy. Uh, but yeah. is a uh, very foreboding and uh, great character, which uh, kind of, at least this is me being nitpicky, but made it funnier for me when his name got revealed uh, in the comic as <laughs> Francis Fanny, <laughs> which they surprised they didn't reveal his last name in the movie because it just uh, doubled down on it. But uh, yeah, having this big sort of apocalypse looking villain and finding out his name was Francis Fanny uh, just made it even more funnier. Uh, for me, so I'd, I'd like to get that design out. Excellent. And you'd think there'd be enough parts. I mean, even some of... Uh, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to remember the Onslaught figure, but there's there's got to be some sort of armoured pieces that, yeah, mm. would allow you to um, to pull that off. So, yeah, cool. I like that. I like that indeed. All right. Well, I did not have him on the list, but uh, one that I've been asking for for a long time, and uh, you know, many of my want list Marvel Legends figures have actually been made, and Thinking back to some of my really early ones on on the Action Figure Blues um, page, um, you know, I had things like Polaris and Dazzler, and and they're all here now. So he's got a sort of review and update. Um, but one that's hung around for a while is, of course, um, Jamie Madrox. Oh, who you know, if those sneaky lists are to be believed, is actually um, yeah, possibly in a future X Men wave. So now, but let's be honest. Yes. This is possibly the greatest army builder of all time. That they yet to oh, do. look! You know, I'm a sucker for an army builder. You guys know that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I'd probably stop at you know ten or maybe an even dozen. Or, like he, he's a perfect for a two pack. Just yeah, yeah. Thing. And look, I, I've often wondered why um, Hasbro don't. And I, I know some of the decision comes down to Marvel as well. Um, you know, having the final say, but you know, army builders they sell. You know, you, you're not seeing AIM and, and Hydra um, agents, you know, clogging shelves. So you'd think that people who who go in to pick up the set from Toys R Us would see that there's extra 
um, you know, Madrox figures and uh, and pick them up. So, but um, yeah, look, we're talking about the the X Factor, Jamie Madrox, also known as the Multiple Man, because he can make uh, duplicates of himself. And so, yes, that would be an expensive one for me. Now, would you prefer the sort of nineties era version of the costume or the two thousands? Uh, era where he was running X Factor investigations. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think, um, I think I've you know been after him for so long that um, much like you know Dazzler, uh, I'd be happy just with any version. I mean, Dazzler, I think I prefer the the blue bodysuit and the the short blonde hair with the headband. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I'm not that nitpicky over uh, costumes. Uh, I do. Oh, now that I've got the choice, oh, you've you've uh, thrown me there. I mean, his original one had that kind of green um, bodysuit with all the little sort of yellow Kirby kind of things on them, and and of course then he he sort of moved into a blue version, and then there was the the trench coat, you know, the green trench coat type one, and then there was the brown trench coat over the blue and yellow, and gosh, oh, I don't know now. Um, yeah, that's a good point. What so, did I take? I. I'd- I'm very conflicted between the two because I think if they do sort of that 90s X Factor team, you'd want him to match up with the rest of them. And that's yeah. probably the costumes a lot of them will come with. Uh, but yeah, true. I think Jamie as himself came into a character with the uh, X Factor investigations run. And that's probably you could do more as a figure, like you could do alternate heads with beards and the m tattoo and yeah things yeah, like that true. and sort of even mix up your army builders a bit more uh in the box itself with that one so yeah yeah no that would actually be very cool gosh now you've made me made me think yeah oh look you know i'll take whatever i can get at this point so all right keep us going right yeah my next one i think if i had to guess this is going to be my biggest risk of also being on your list as well and that is uh shang chi the master of kung fu Huzzah! you know what he wasn't on my list oh <laughs> i was like for sure ben's got this this is this uh, is ben Ola. yeah look i uh, i did a custom um of shang chi and i was really really happy with how he came out i, I took that sort of uh, more modern uh, version of Shang Chi, probably um, you know best known uh, for the uh, the Secret Avengers, you know Warren Ellis, Mike Diodato type look, um, and so he sort of sits proudly on my shelf. And and as much as I'd love a classic, you know I really would like to see him getting around in that classic gi, um, you know with the headband and everything. You know, I'm happy with the one I've got, but. Um, yeah, I think the classic would actually be a lot of fun too. And mm. uh, yes, so uh, I didn't have him, but uh, following hot on the heels of Madrox, it was pretty hard for me to uh, to go past of Strong Guy, of course. Oh, yep, good choice. Uh, yeah, look, I, you know, he's he's one that yeah. You know, every time we we see sort of wish lists and things like that, uh, you n- you never see anyone go no, no, just. Uh, don't like the guy. Don't want one. Um, you know, just about everybody goes. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. And you know, I've seen some fantastic customs around, and everyone just you know ugu gagas over the 
um, over, you know, the, these customs. And yeah, I don't know, sometimes I think it's, it's a little perplexing as to why, you know, we haven't seen him yeah. so far, other than tooling, of course. And he's one with some clever sculpting. You might be able to get a uh, hide reuse out of being as his kind of more strong guy, but with clothing parts on him, yeah. depending on the design. Yeah, and a couple of customs I've seen recently make use of that that larger um, builder figure we've seen recently. The you know the sort of juggernaut um, torso with just sort of a, a regular you know like a um, Hyperion you know lower body and uh, obviously a, a brand new head sculpt. But surely it can't be that hard. Mm. Um, all right. Good. Uh, well, my next one, speaking of characters that are always on the want lists and uh, people are desperate for it, I don't think <laughs> this character has ever been on any single want list apart from <laughs> my own, and that is the squid. Now, <laughs> if you haven't heard of the squid, I don't blame you. I think he's appeared in maybe less than 10 Marvel issues. Um, and where he did appear most prominently is actually regarded as one of the worst Spider-Man runs uh, of all time, which is the uh, Howard Mackey run uh, around the time of the reboot. But this was when I was about a 13-year-old Spider-Man fan, and I brought his first appearance in one of my favourite <laughs> Spider-Man uh, comics uh, to this day, which is very debated about whether it's a great issue or a terrible one. It's called Cliché, <laughs> and it's the idea of it is basically the issue is just all Spider-Man clichés. So he has, you know, <laughs> a hero-on-hero hero fight with Ben Grimm. He runs into a villain-on-villain villain fight with Sandman and <laughs> uh, Venom, and, of course, Venom is saying his classic lines like gotta eat brains and then there's a mysterious figure working in the background that you never actually find anything about and you also get some new villains introduced as part of the whole cliche run and uh that villain is the squid who they later went on to do a origin issue of later that's his dad working in a bodega that gets burnt down or something with criminals i don't even remember but i picked it up because <laughs> i had it him and i just have randomly seemed to pick up issues that he appears in now, and he's pretty much always the character in the bar that they need the Punisher to come in and kill. I think he's died about yeah. in a, a, about one in two appearances. He's being killed almost off panel um, <laughs> by a character, including most recently in Spider-Man and Deadpool, which uh, I yes, just joyed right. over the idea of my favorite uh, Deadpool writer, Joe Kelly, writing the squid. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just really want this. This character is just one of those <laughs> ones who's just always there in my weird favorite uh, obscure character list. So I desperately want a figure <laughs> of him. I do like that. Yes, I did see him very recently in something. So it must have been Amazing Spider-Man with a bunch of other villains. Um, oddly enough, he uh, he wasn't in my top ten. Um, <laughs> no, probably I had him. In he's 11, in no so. one's top ten. He's in. <laughs> he's not even in Howard Mackey's top ten. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yes, my next one comes, uh, I guess, is no surprise. Uh, I, I did actually write down the Warriors 3. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I had to pick between any of them, you know, I'd really have to go for Volstag, the Voluminous, um, one of the, obviously, uh, Warriors 3 sidekicks to Thor and uh, fellow Asgardians. So I could uh, certainly see him as being a fairly large, um, you know, if you'll pardon the pun, 
build a figure. So, and uh, yeah, I, I just I, I don't know. I don't know why these guys haven't haven't received any love. You know, I mean, mm. obviously we recently got Sif, who I think is long overdue, but. Uh, the fact that we haven't seen these guys or, or Boulder the Brave or, or even Heimdall, for that matter, is, uh, is criminal. Mm-hmm. I, they were on my honorary list. There were a couple of ones that I was like, oh, I'd love to do them, but for that, I kind of want the whole team. And yes. is that can I put a whole team as a slot in here? Because <laughs> it was kind of between them and the Star Jammers in yeah. uh, figure ones that I wanted through there. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just put them in sort of that honorary mention category. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, all right. We're, we're coming up to the end. Yeah. So my next one on uh, sort of a similar to the squid is just a time where I was just really pouring over comics that uh, not always loved by everyone, but uh, had a big impact on me. And as I mentioned, I was a big Captain America uh, reader and one arc that really uh, took my interest was one featuring a villain called Protocide, uh, who was one of the <laughs> sort of dozen characters that seemed to undergo the super soldier program before Steve yes. Rogers, uh, because Marvel keeps retconning that. Uh, yeah. But he was an early test, which kind of did fill in the plot hole of if there is a soldier serum that turns someone into a super soldier, wouldn't you give that? to your absolute best soldier Mm. and they sort of had worked out that if we give it to men who are already basically the alpha male then uh they kind of go mad with power they they don't know how to handle it and uh basically turn into a villain and that's what (laughs) protocide is and uh, (laughs) um he's basically the bane to captain america uh in that story and the way things kind of go so sorry john you might not uh, like him, but I kind of like the character design. Uh, he's got that sort of triangle shield, and I, I sort of think has been really underused when people have been redoing uh, history of Captain America stories, and he's a great uh, villain there, so yeah. I, I'd like to see him. I'm going to call Marvel out on this one because, uh, you know, if he was uh, one of the original super soldiers and has been around for as long as Cap has, then you'd think he'd have one of the best code names. <laughs> It is so, one you need a thesaurus to sort of look up. And <laughs> I think protocide is, you know, that's that's scraping the bottom of the barrel there. So, no, insecticide's not working. Herbicide, no, no, protocide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 there's a name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I didn't have protocide on my list, but uh, I was still uh, very much in an Asgardian um, mood, and so I had the executioner. Oh, so, as my next one. So, uh, again, I think they could possibly even pull off a, a builder figure. He's a, he's a rather large chap. So, He's one I'm surprised we didn't get with Ragnarok coming up. It just does seem it was the perfect time for him. And, yeah. Yeah, look, I, uh, you know, I, I think he's right up there. I was quite surprised that after the really hot run, you know, we had starting off with kind of Hella. Um, you know, in the in the SDCC set, and then obviously the Enchantress, and then um, you know, really doing well this year with you know Boar and uh, Malekith and whatnot. That you know, we would start to see even more of those kinds of characters, and we'd get the Executioner, and um, yeah. So I guess I don't know. I'm a bit disappointed. I think really what peeves me the most is uh, I did a custom of Ulick 
uh, the troll and, you know, I put a lot of effort into that custom and, you know, I even won a, a custom comp and, um, you know, when I finished, I was like, hey, what a great figure to have in my collection, you know, because Hasbro will never do an Ulic because, you know, there's way too much tooling involved. And so then when, you know, he turned up in the Thor set, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that just sucks. So. So I would have much preferred to see, you know, Scourge and uh, um, in that slot. But anyway, we shall keep hoping. Mm. Well, to round things up, my last one, I've gone with a character I actually haven't read too much of, but I've always uh, liked the design, and he's always that sort of weird oddball corner of Marvel, and that's Kill Raven. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. He's kind of that sort of funky Jack Kirby-ish design, you know, weirdly created for the, um, oh, was it War of the Worlds or Space yeah. Odyssey? No, it wasn't indeed. It was, yeah, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yeah. Just yeah, when they were yep. trying to do weird side comics. <laughs> and yeah, it was an interesting one. He was, uh, yeah, he was killing the Martians on, on Earth and... Yeah, turned up with some of those wacky in some of those wacky titles, and he still—I think he had a—he uh, had a one-shot not that many years ago because I can yeah. remember the the Joe Lindsner cover, the um, maintaining copyright one-shots that yeah, <laughs> something along those that's, lines. That's right. There yeah. has been a supposed uh, Rob Liefeld series in the works for years and no, years yes. that I just. I, I'll believe it when I have it in my hand, but uh, apparently he's still working on it. Yeah, look, this guy, um, yeah, I'd love uh, a figure of Killraven. He falls into that same category uh, for me as, as people like Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy, you know, the original um, Kirby characters, etc. Those kind of, as you said, those those wacky uh, figures yeah. from that strange corner of yeah. the Marvel It was universe. sort of Kirby when he'd been at DC things hadn't quite worked out what he thought there and had returned to Marvel and Marvel were kind of giving him the freedom to do his own kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I guess uh, that was a, a nice segue, me talking about that that wacky corner of the, the Marvel Universe to uh, finish off with my final choice for Marvel Legends uh, and my second uh, most sought-after character after Jack of Hearts, and it is, of course, dun, 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 Rom Space Knight. Oh, <laughs> so yes, yes, but that one's a that's uh, that's a that's a hard one because yes. one we 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 actually finally got a new ROM figure this year. Yes, it just wasn't Marvel Legends. No, might no, be it's, it's kind of Marvel Universe scale though. If you want to, yeah, true, true, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, obviously, you know, it's a licensed property. Hasbro owns the rights because it was a, a toy that came out uh, many moons ago, and uh, somehow Marvel decided to make a comic uh, about a really, really bad toy, and they actually made the character really cool. And, uh, you know, since then, poor old Rom has disappeared into the, the depths of obscurity, no doubt Hasbro demanding large sums of money to, um, you know, let Marvel have the, the rights to produce more stuff. But, um, look, I've been enjoying the stuff that IDW has been doing. They've kind of reinvented ROM and, you know, most of the most of the cool stuff is still there. So, yeah, but I'd love a, a classic ROM. I think that would be awesome. wonder if Hasbro could make a Space Knight that just looks a lot like ROM and <laughs> try and watch the 
lawyers scratch their head over who sues who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you uh, you know, if you get around in the the Marvel comics, um, you know, at all, then uh, you know he does. I'm pretty sure he's still around, and uh, I think in the Annihilators um, miniseries, first miniseries, um, they kind of introduce these uh, space knights that are. I think really just a thinly veiled um, reinvention of ROM. Mm. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah, that's there's weird copyrights where um, they can still use Space Knights, but they can't use ROM. Yeah. They they have a weird copyright to Dire Wraiths, but Hasbro yes. also have the rights to Dire Wraiths, just not visually the ones that were used in the Marvel comics, which yeah. is why the new Dire Wraiths look completely different in the IDW world, but uh, they can still be used there. Yeah, just, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yes, we can We can wish, and that's why we have wish lists. So. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to uh, change tact. Yeah. And we're Speaking of wish lists... Yeah, we're going to head into the world of the Star Wars Black. Um, I think Star Wars Black's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. I think in the last few waves, it's been a, a bit kind of, uh, I don't know, hit and miss. I, I tend to lose track a little bit of, of what figure comes out, you know, with whom in, in what series. And, you know, Marvel Legends have a, a really sort of defined structure in you know and release you've got the builder figure and then the six or seven figures that go with that builder figure and it's got a a name but uh star wars black are a little bit mm. all over the place but uh you and i are persevering um yep scotty and justin have kind of dropped off <laughs> that uh, yeah yeah we we keep going all right well it's my turn now to kick off with figures and i am going to start things off um and i don't know why but i'm a big fan of the bounty hunters and uh, i think you know they had some really visually striking um stuff about them and uh once again obviously i can't ask for all of the ones that we're still waiting on so i just decided that uh, i would pick dengar as as my first choice oh now he was someone who was actually on my list but then I realized I had 11 and I removed him just because he kind of fell in that same category as uh, Warriors 3 where, okay, if I want Dinga, then I kind of want <laughs> Forlom and Zuckus and all the rest. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, who did you have as uh, one of your choices? Uh, mine was uh, one of my favourite Star Wars figures as a kid, um, because I wasn't around for the original vintage. Mine was the Power of the Force era, and very early on they uh, were doing a launch uh, for kind of a weird sort of multimedia tie-in for Star Wars in 96 for Shadows yeah. of the Empire, and they yep, had... Yep soundtracks they had video games they had books and they did an action figure line so i picked up this character dash render uh that i really knew very little about because we didn't get the nintendo 64 till the next year which is where most of his story was told uh was in that video game and i really loved this character because it was kind of just getting a blank slate character for my Star Wars collection, so uh, I didn't even necessarily need to play with Han and Leia yeah. and Chewie. I was just able to go off and have 
stories in my own little uh, corner of the galaxy, uh, as they say. And I had a lot of fun doing that. A lot of my memories of playing Star Wars as a kid was with uh, Dash Rendar and just weird little side bounty hunter stories or playing against the Empire and <laughs> uh, different stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, he really, really big soft spot in my heart for Dash. And plus, that 64 game was pretty awesome, and I played it a hell of a lot uh, in the late 90s, so uh, <laughs> also for that reason as well. Uh, that, that's cool. I mean, yeah, it's actually a tough one because you, you're obviously drawn straight to the movies, and you, you know, depending on what era you're, you're from, there are some characters that obviously stand out more than others, but the, the expanded universe is, is gigantic. Um, you know, they could uh, they could do this line for the next 20 years. Mm. Uh, and that, you know, that was something I found when doing my list is uh, you're going to see, well, I think it's almost half and half expanded universe and film, but uh, they have kind of gotten a lot of the main characters from that original trilogy uh, out there already. Yeah. Uh, and then it's kind of the few that aren't versus really prominent ones in the AU. And I really did struggle with that balance a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, the next one on my list, um, not because I, you know, I love the character. I just think visually uh, someone that's quite striking. And that is Darth Talon, um, who, of course, Ooh. is the, the, the Twi'lek lass who uh, has the uh, the black and red um you know body tattoos and the red lightsaber etc um yeah i just think visually uh you know much much like darth maul sort of captured our our interest that she just has a, a really good visual appeal so um yeah i just don't think there's enough right red lightsabers in star wars black yeah and she's got to be one of the greatest design characters in all of Star Wars. Like, a lot of people recognise her, even though she's not from the movies uh, at all. Yeah. And that one yeah. is so really good. Uh, so, <laughs> for our first one that's actually from the movies, uh, this is a character <laughs> we are getting, or meant to be getting currently, uh, Admiral Akbar. He's got a Last Jedi figure appearing as a Toys R Us exclusive. Uh, but I really want a Admiral Akbar from Return of the Jedi. Just yeah. that sort of white classic uniform. It's a trap. Uh, I want to hear uh, the Ginger Prince Steve going nuts when it's announced. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be able to uh, hear him from across the pond screaming with excitement of just a really great detailed Akbar. Um, I think he's going to be on a lot of people's want lists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, uh, gosh, you know, he, he certainly crossed my mind um, as I was putting mine together. Uh, I think he just, yeah, he's a, such a classic character. He just falls in um, pretty easily into those kinds of uh, lists. And, yeah, interesting choice to go with the Last Jedi version. But, uh, oh, you know, obviously we'll see some reuse there and that head sculpt will... Uh, get uh, yeah, reimagined pretty easily, I, I yeah. think. All right, well, moving on to my next one. And uh, this guy was actually, uh, this guy, and, you know, I can't say as I can pick gender, um, uh, was a, a huge favourite of mine as a kid, and that is uh, the Gamorrean Guard. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this guy, uh, I had the original, and you know, I think that was one of the first figures where I felt that sculpts really started to lift their game, um, you know, from some of the really horrid 12-back um, figures, you know, like the really badly done Luke and, and Han, 
Um, you know, I felt like Gamorrean Guard had, uh, you know, lifted um, the game uh, quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, I had him involved in, in every adventure as a kid, um, not even necessarily as a Gamorrean Guard kind of thing. He was just, <laughs> he was always hanging around. And uh, I didn't even realize as a kid that I probably could have been army building at that particular point. But, yeah, I'd be a, a sucker for an updated one. He was always a character I liked, but I really did struggle to uh, find him uh, in action figure form. Like, I found him when we were on holiday once at Phillip Island, but I wasn't allowed to buy him, and I was devastated. (laughs) So, they're always a character I like, but I don't think I've ever actually owned a Gamorrean Guard figure, oddly enough, with all my Star Wars figures. Ah, cool. Loved the design, though. Like, loved it as a kid. Just captured my imagination when I first saw him. Just... Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, well, my next one sort of ties in with your second one. So where you went with Darth Talon, I went with the other side of the Star Wars legacy and Cade Skywalker. Uh, so mm. I actually reviewed a, the three and three quarter inch uh, Cade figure a couple of years ago on the podcast. Well, probably was one of my yeah. first toys of the week. And uh, really like the character. I think Star Wars Legacy is one of the greatest um, Star Wars stories told. Uh, and would really like to have him in the six-inch black series uh, form just because of uh, my love of the character. But his outfit does pay nods to a lot of different eras of Star Wars. So he's kind of wearing the Darth Vader pants. He's got... Uh, Luke's cloak from Dark Empire and bits mm, and pieces like mm. that. So uh, he could even be parts reuse or set up for parts of another figure later on as well. Yeah, cool. Yes. Yeah, oh, gosh, there's some good stuff in that expanded universe. <laughs> I'm yeah. Already going, oh, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> I think we could do one of these every week and I, I couldn't, uh, I wouldn't repeat characters. So. All right, well, my next one, uh, you know, I felt even though we had some news about this character, I still had to include un- until uh, she's uh, in my hot little hands, and that is uh, Dr. Afra. Oh, nice. Now, yeah. now, hang on, because I think there's a Dr. Afra coming. Yes. But I believe it's three and three quarter. Ooh. I think <laughs> she's in the vintage line so it does uh does i believe it still applies for this wish list unfortunately yeah look when i uh when i heard that you know obviously disney had bought out marvel and uh one of the uh casualties in that little deal was uh, of course dark horse comics losing the rights to do star wars comics and and having done such a great job for all those years i you know i was a little bitter for about it and, and i thought you know dark horse um, you know, should be allowed to, to keep the rights. But um, I have to confess, uh, I, I did dive into the Marvel Star Wars comics and they've been uh, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And mm. some of these new characters, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, the adventures. Uh, I think Dr. Afra is a real um, credit to, to Kieran Gillen, I think was the creator and, um, yeah, doing a great job. Yeah, no, fantastic character. And even, like, I was very close to putting her droids uh, on this list as well. Like, just some fantastic, fantastic uh, work being done there. Yeah. Mm. All right. And? Uh, Well, my next one 
uh, is another EU character. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. And once again, it does go back to video games. And I don't think anyone my age who was a fan of Star Wars, uh, you, you just couldn't escape uh, from playing Dark Forces. It was just the <laughs> yes. game to have and play and run through and just got played and played and played again. I could probably still run through levels uh, at the moment and tell you where to go uh, just off muscle memory. Uh, I've played that game <laughs> so much. And Kolkatan, he actually went on to do a lot of other things as well. A lot of other great games turned up a lot in the... Uh, I keep going to say the uh, New Jedi Order. I keep going to say Last Jedi now, but the uh, New Jedi Order and um, spots like that. So uh, definitely a big part of the Star Wars uh, mythos and uh, would love to see him uh, in the six-inch black form. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm pretty much a sucker for any Jedi. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, just one of those things, I guess. My uh, lightsaber is enough to, to get me to pull the trigger. So. Mm. All right, well, speaking of Dr. Aphra uh, and, <laughs> and her droids, uh, yes, I, I'm a big fan of BT and Triple uh, Zero, who are, of course, her, um, her assassination droids and are, uh, a, you know, I guess a bit of a parody of 3PO and R2. Um, and while I didn't have them down specifically, I had another of Dr. Aphra's running mates, and that is, uh, and I don't know the correct pronunciation here, but I'm just going to say... Black Kassantan, who is uh, the Wookiee bounty hunter that um, hangs out with Dr. Aphra because uh, she owes him a lot of money. So Very nice. Now, he's one I actually do have a soft spot for, much like uh, Dash Rinder, because his design is very heavily based off uh, the design of Chewbacca's bounty hunter disguise that he wears in Dark Shadows. And mm -hmm. I had that figure and i used to use him as an evil wookie uh, <laughs> sort of in because he came with this awesome like vibro axe and was just a cool character and you could kind of have him using the axe in battles against lightsabers which uh there weren't a lot of lightsabers back then in the toy yeah, line so it was yeah. you had to sort of mix it up if you wanted to play uh so i got a lot of use out of having an evil wookie so when i saw that character being introduced i was like oh this is just straight out of my childhood i love it so <laughs> he's a fantastic choice i didn't even think of him at all but damn good choice yeah i felt a little bit guilty because he hasn't been around that long but as i said i'm just really enjoying the the new marvel run and uh and he recently um uh had a bit of a yeah you know, a little bit of an origin story uh which was nice to see him yeah getting some uh, getting some screen time. So, but anyway, next on your list. Uh, so speaking of screen time, my next character is one that a lot of people will put down as EU, but technically, technically, <laughs> he is an on-screen character because he did appear visually in Phantom Menace, and Obi Wan does mention him in uh, Revenge of the Sith, and that's Quinlan Vos. Uh, who's the sort of dreadlocked uh, Wolverine-ish backstory, doesn't have much memory, Jedi, uh, kind of walks the line of being a Jedi and maybe going down the dark side. 
uh, type one, but I'm always a big fan. Uh, like my Chuckles review a couple of weeks ago of characters that go undercover and you start mm, to question mm. whether or not they might be sort of actually turning themselves or are they staying good, kind of Donnie Brasco style. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I got to go with uh, Quinlan Voss. Excellent. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I'm I'm seeing some of these choices and going, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, he was really cool in X and, um, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Could do this every week. <laughs> so yeah. Just keep keep going, keep going. All right. Well, next on my list was uh, a, a person with no uh, discernible name. Uh, so I just wrote down nondescript Hoth Trooper. Um. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Hoth. Uh, I think, you know, that's still, for me, uh, the epitome of Star Wars. I just you know, remember seeing it, um, you know, Empire in the cinema as a kid uh, and just being blown away by the whole Hoth sequence, you know, with the AT-ATs and, and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, and when I was a kid, the, the generic Hoth trooper in the three and three quarter line was actually the first figure that i actually had multiples of uh when you know it dawned on me as a as a wee lad of well, seven or whatever i was that hey i can actually have more than one of these guys um and i remember picking up a few more and then a couple more snow troopers and um you know as you and i've talked eddie i'm a big fan of the snow trooper as well so so yeah that was an easy inclusion for me very good he was actually very close to being on my list uh, not because I had uh, the Hoth Trooper, quote-unquote, as a kid, but uh, one Christmas, I believe it was 96, I ended up with multiple Hoth Han Solos. Oh, and yes. <laughs> at that time, they hadn't released any former Rebel Trooper to army build or do anything like that with. So uh, the Han Hoths became my Rebel generic ah, cannon fodder yeah. uh, <laughs> troopers. So I do have a Hoth spot for the Hoth Rebels being sort of my version uh, yeah. of the Rebels. So it was uh, it was on my list, but uh, my list for Star Wars Black was probably about closer to 20 when I first did it, <laughs> and I did need to make uh, some cuts here. So unfortunately, he didn't make it, but he was very oh. close to making the 10. All right. No, I'll, I'll, I'll award the point. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of people joining the Rebellion, my next one is the on-screen character of Bodhi Rook, uh, the turncoat Imperial pilot who was part of the Rogue One team, and the only member of sort of the core team that did not get a Black Series figure. So uh, he is sort of sticking out as a bit of a sore thumb uh, for me in terms of completing that team of characters. Yeah. And uh, they did do an elite figure of him for that uh, the Disney Store-style exclusives, and some of those have just been getting clearanced out. So I do need a... I do kind of want to see a picture of that elite figure next to 6-inch and whether he scales up well. Um, yeah. His yeah that's come, a bit of a shame. Yeah. It is a shame. I think, you know, he, he had such prominence... Um, that that was actually yeah uh, quite disappointing not to actually seem realised in a six inch line, but I, I don't know. I think maybe the sales of the you know, those ones sort of died off a bit, and um, and maybe he was planned and he never quite made it. Um, mm. Don't know. I feel like he was kind of right on the cusp of of getting a shot, but uh, sales just didn't see them go ahead or something. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. 
All right. Well, keeping on, and uh, my next one, and as you can tell, uh, you know, when I add someone to the list, uh, it actually sets off, uh, you know, the realization of others that I want. So, um, you know, you saw the Warriors 3 followed by the Executioner. So following hot on the heels of the Hoth Trooper is, of course, uh, the uh, Dak Rendar, and only because I really, 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 really want uh, a six-inch Snowspeeder. Yeah. That that would be a great way of getting him, and that's that's a small enough vehicle. They should be able to. They got to do it right. Yeah, actually, I forget what Dak's last name is. Is it um, what's? Oh, I can't remember what his last name is. Yeah, so I sort of have this vision that uh, you know I get this six-inch snow speeder that actually has Dak already in it, um, and then we can sort of throw in uh, you know Rebel pilot Luke to uh, yeah finish off the piloting job. He uh, he would be a great one, and he's just one of those great pilot characters uh, in there as well. Takes on the Empire by himself, like rememberable part. Yeah. Um, and because they did do Snowspeeder Luke, but he's in that horrible centerpiece yeah, type yeah. thing that's been going around. He's not a posable figure, so they've kind of got some sculpting done for it, I guess. But yeah, and. Yeah, not, not really. Um, now, so, yeah. my that, that la- last name uncertain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was trying to sneakily get up Wikipedia, but it's all going <laughs> going slow on me. Um, but uh, my next one uh, was one I went sort of back and forth between this guy and another one on whether to include, but just for the sake of getting some prequel love. Uh, in here because uh, although I prefer the original films and the newer sequel trilogy, I'm not as down on the prequels as other people, so i got to give it some love, and that goes to arguably one of the best characters from the prequels, and that's Mace Windu. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I'll uh, yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah, go get some purple saber love. Get some Samuel L. Jackson love in there. Um, I mean, you can probably probably going to have that Scott with the Captain Marvel movie coming without the eye patch for uh, Nick Cage. Not Nick Cage. Oh, Nick Fury. <laughs> uh, it's getting late here. <laughs> so um, can't remember Dak's name. We're getting our Marvel characters wrong. Yeah, it's just, yeah. We're gonna ha- we're, yeah there's going to be comments on the Facebook. Yeah. Rolter um, is his last name. Yeah. R-A-L-T-E-R. Of course. Um, but yeah, so he's, uh, one, I think he's sorely missing, missing, uh, from the prequel shelf there. All right. Well, next on my list was, uh, yeah, someone who shows up all the time. In fact, uh, would probably win a fan vote. uh, And that is of course, Mara Jade. Oh, she was one on my list. We pretty (laughs) much placed (laughs) her together. And yeah. Yeah, how can you not? She's arguably the most famous EU character uh, out there. Like, she's just a uh, huge, huge part. Thrawn trilogy. Uh, We just got a Thrawn. And so now it's... it's, And we are getting a Jaina solo as well uh, coming up. So it it feels like it's just a matter of time before we get Mara. Um, Yeah. And look, I really... I really... 
yeah, it's one of the, the difficult things I've had with the the new Star Wars films. Of course, you know, is is seeing Luke uh, coming up in uh, Last Jedi as this kind of you know grizzled Jedi master, and knowing that uh, a lot of the EU stuff has has effectively been erased, or would be really hard to sort of fit in. And I think for me, this is the biggest gap um, that that we've seen with the new stuff. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting it's, to see because they have brought in Thrawn to the new continuity. Mm. But it's been in that sort of in-between prequels and original trilogy era. So whether that, you know, means that Mara could be out there somewhere or whether that yeah. era's changed, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, ah, that's a shame. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, and my next one, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, every good villain needs their right-hand man, and uh, this one is a Bib Fortuna. Oh, I say he always creeped me out as a kid. <laughs> yeah, he did a bit. He used to look at that weird, um, you know, the, the back of his head that trailed around yeah. his body and try and understand, you know, was it flexible? Was it something that he could control? He was pretty pretty creepy, dude, yeah. yeah the, the fingernails. <laughs> just, he had those weird long fingernails, and that's just, oh. Yeah. oh. yeah. And plus, when I found out he was a Twi'lek, like, that sort of freaked me out. <laughs> as well like that's a it's a weird evolution of a species between the male <laughs> and the female that race yeah i think i'm just a sucker for the group scenes you know like i i really had to fight hard um not to include all the cantina aliens because you know i had them all as a kid um you know walrus man as he was called at the time and hammerhead as he was you know called at the time yeah i just love to to see those guys in a six inch line but uh, you know they really are fleeting characters <laughs> Uh, now, my next one is uh, a character we have gotten a lot of, and I think you could make the case that we've actually probably gotten him too many times compared to almost any other figure in this toy line, but uh, I would really like a ceremonial Luke with the yellow jacket, um, oh, yes. mainly because of EU reasons. Like This tends to be the outfit that he wears in a lot of stories between yeah. uh, A New Hope and uh, Empire. And I, I re actually really like the jacket myself. I, I think it's a cool design and uh, sort of picture him wearing it a bit in those uh, in-between pieces. So it would yeah. be a style I'd probably prefer rather than a third Tatooine Luke. Mm, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, look, the the Marvel Comics uh, are pimping that outfit too. The the very first um, issues of the the Star Wars series had him getting around in his in his kind of yellowy jacket, mm. etc. So yeah, they obviously decided to you know make that a look. So hopefully, it does actually see some love a, a bit later on. All right. Well, we are closing uh, very fast, so we'll see if we can hit on just one more. Um, and uh, this one I just went for purely for a visual reason. Um, I think one of the the really cool alien designs out there, um, but also because I think he has uh, easily one of the best names in the whole Star Wars mythos, and that is Kit Fisto. Oh, you got some prequel love. Look at you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I just Aww. love that name. Kit Fisto. I just, <laughs> yeah. It rolls off the tongue so well. He's a great design, though. Like, there was... Um... I'd probably argue that Attack of the Clones was some of the worst design in uh, Star Wars uh, in terms of new characters and that kind of going on. The people just weren't on their game a bit. Like yeah, some of the, yeah. the, the like, 
waitress droids at um, that <laughs> diner thing, and some of those ones are just. Or, but Kit Fisto, he's one of the few saving graces of Attack of the Clones in terms of design. He's great character. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, visually a lot of fun. Another one of those sort of squid dudes. Mm. Although I did hate in uh, the Clone Wars cartoon, they decided to just give him a Jamaican accent because it looks yeah, like those dreads. And yeah, it's just like, oh, a little... Yeah, yeah. I preferred the <laughs> Tartakovsky where they just didn't have him speaking and it was just, yeah. just a nicer run. That happens an awful lot in Clone Wars and you get people with heavy Scottish accents. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, very odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, for my last one, I have gone uh, in the, the cinema universe again, and arguably one of the greatest uh, heroes of the Rebellion who never gets his due, and he's still yet to get it in the Plastic Black series form, and that's Wedge Antilles, oh, uh, of leader of the Rogue <laughs> Squadron, uh, uncle to Owen McGregor, and just, yeah, doesn't get enough love considering that he's one of the people in all three movies and uh, definitely plays some large parts in the action. So, yeah. Uh, oh, now you're making me go, Dalt, you know, yeah. could I bump someone from my list in order to get him in there? <laughs> yeah. Nice. And of course, yeah. the huge EU connection with the Rogue Squadron series of yeah. novels. Ah, yeah. 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 You got some, uh, some pretty good coverage in those. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that was uh, that was most entertaining, mate. I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite surprised um, at uh, how diverse some of our our choices were, given that uh, you know we travel in a lot of the same circles. But um, yeah, I, you certainly didn't mention anyone yeah. that I, I I wouldn't take. That's for sure. Yeah, well, there was none that were. I don't, can't think either of us had anyone that were like, <laughs> oh, really? You want them? Or I'd, I'd, I'd probably yeah. pass on. I mean, you might feel that way about the squid, and you were just polite. Not I, <laughs> I, I really have a soft spot for all those kind of you know wacky villains that that just you know it's almost like he he should have been around um, you know in in the sixties and has just not aged well um, and and. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he kind of falls into that same category as the eel and all those those sort of yeah. uh, fourth string villains who dress up in these Larry costumes, but just get beaten up on a, a regular yeah. basis, like the Trapster and. Yeah, he should have been in Superior Foes of Spider Man. It's just mm, a mm. <laughs> dead beat in that sort of. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. Yeah, excellent. All right, mate, that's been fun. And, uh, yeah, if uh, you agree, disagree, uh, or, you know, have any suggestions, just, uh, you know, flick us an email and let us know who some of your yeah. wish list characters are. Let us know your top ten. I'd love to read some other people's and see the ones that go like, oh, I didn't even think of them. Oh, yeah. I didn't, didn't, yeah. Oh, I would have loved uh, episode one, Obi-Wan as well, too. That's that's the one that we're missing. Yeah. Jewel yeah. of the Fates fight. So, oh, yeah, there's this. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, after this short break to uh, close out the show. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. 
It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, Before just go to audibletrial.com forward slash AF please. for a bit of feedback, but we actually have a bit of a PSA uh, for you, uh, which you would have heard if you've listened to other episodes, but uh, just to reiterate it again, over to you, Ben. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, yes, we mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, running a competition at the moment where you can win some very, very cool uh, 3D effects to add to your Marvel Legends figures. Uh, Joel Michael, a friend of the podcast, friend of mine, uh, does some really groovy stuff with his 3D printer. And he's uh, generously supplied me with two sets of his groovy effects. Uh, there's some Cyclops eye beams and uh, some Spidey figure, uh, Spider Sense effects. And uh, yep, you can actually win a set. All you have to do is uh, take some photos of your favorite Cyclops figures and you can either email us, uh, you know, at podcast at actionfigureblues.com or go right ahead and post them on the AFB Facebook page and we will choose our overall favourite and also our funniest. And, look, uh, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, a professional photographer. Don't worry about using Photoshop. Just uh, have some fun, post some stuff, and you might win, uh, yeah, a set of these effects. Very cool. Great idea. And seeing some good photos popping up. Uh, I think there was, like, a human pyramid one I saw. Yes. sort of. <laughs> Of all the different Cyclops yeah. figures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great, great stuff. So definitely get in there, um, check out the pictures that people have done, and also don't forget to add some of your own in there uh, as well. But uh, if you would like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, don't forget to email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Uh, but apart from that, I believe uh, we are done for the moment. We are indeed. We are indeed. We'll be back uh, you know, next week with our usual uh, reviews. And, hey, we might even cover that Punisher figure five months too late. <gasps> and <laughs> also hear the story of how it came into the journey. It's, that Punisher figure might be better travelled than most people uh, <laughs> yes. around the world. <laughs> Yes, yeah. An arduous trek indeed. Yep. All right. Very good. All right. uh, Good journey, everyone. Take it easy, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Night, nerds. (laughs) Have your Adam spayed or neutered.